0: It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. Each week, we take you inside all the big sports stories at USF from the perspective of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly. With today's show, here's your host, Derek
1: Sharp. Once again, thanks to Microsoft Teams, we bring you full speed ahead, and we've got a lot to get to. There was a lot that happened last week, We kind of discussed, Football being off, we can start to talk about football again. We even have a little bit of a stadium update here. We'll get on basketball next as both these teams, men and women, are about to be in action for real. Soccer, of course, right there in conference tournament situations, that and more with Michael Kelly. So I think I last left you saying "Hey, it's a a bye week for football, but I'm sure you're going to stay busy. What did you do this weekend?
0: Well, we had so many different events going on last week, which is always fun this this time of year and getting prepared for – uh, for for what happened, but as it relates to the weekend itself, I had a very nice weekend. I was able to go up to the mountains of Virginia and visit my my, my parents and and see how they're doing. So it was great to catch up with family. And uh, uh, I know some of our football players had a day or two to be able to go go to their home as well, uh, while our football coaches recruited uh, all over the state and all over the country. So so it was a <laughs> different kind of a uh, no game this weekend, but certainly a, an eventful weekend for for our football program.
1: I was able to take in the uh, women's lacrosse uh, exhibitions that w- we talked about last week. That was fun. Let me tell you, a lot of people went to that. A lot of people that know a lot more about lacrosse than I do, but I was able to pick up and I can, I can tell you that is going to be a fun sport to watch. No doubt.
0: Oh, it really is. It's such a fun uh, sport. We play such a fast style of play. So uh, uh, glad so many people are able to get uh, introduced to the sport and, and, and get ready for it. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. You know going back to football obviously with uh here at the bye, we came at a good time for mm-hmm. our players to be able to heal up a little bit on things that can be healed and and uh you know standing four and four and essentially in you know in, in sixth place i guess it is in the american as as some things unfolded this this weekend and chance to play memphis this week who were uh, just one game ahead of us in the in the standings and if we could knock them off we would have the tiebreaker on them and keep moving up the uh, the uh, aac standings board so uh Excited about the opportunity we have ahead of us with uh, with Memphis, and obviously with uh, still two home games remaining the rest of the way to try to uh, keep inching our way toward a, a very successful season and hopefully one that concludes uh, uh, in December. So, or, that'll be great.
1: <laughs> that would be great. It would include a bowl game in December, and I would take that for sure. Uh, something else is interesting. It's with the conference that could. Spill into December we'll get to in a second, but I wanted people to know that the next home game, of course, Memphis this week, it's a 3 o'clock game, and that means pregame of one thirty on Bulls Unlimited. But as far as the next home game, 11-11, November 11th, it is announced for a noon kick against the Temple Owls at Raymond James Stadium. Salute to service and the Hall of Fame induction, so that's going to be a lot that we get to next week. Oh, speaking of salute to service, all the – uh well, not all, Air Force is doing some great things in their conference, the Mountain West, but – You've got Army now in the conference when it comes to football. Beginning next year, take us behind, or at least what you know behind the scenes about this decision. I love it.
0: Yeah, I know we've been talking about it a little bit as a possibility in some recent and previous episodes of, of, of the podcast here, but uh, it, it came to together well. It was something that the Commissioner Resco had been working on for quite some time with our athletic directors and our presidents, and, and uh, it, it just worked out in a good way. And the bottom line is the fact that SMU is – leaving our conference next year, it's really much better for scheduling purposes to have an even number of teams. It allows your, your uh, bi-weeks to be a little bit more regular. It's, uh, you know, just good to have that, that even number. And and when we looked at available teams right now, we collectively just thought that uh, Army West Point was, was the best one. Uh, Obviously a great national brand, a historic uh, brand. And then obviously an opportunity to, you know, we already have the Naval Academy and then now have West Point. It's just a, Uh, You know, like they said in the video that was released with the conference office, what's what's more American than 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 Army football? And (laughs) there's not many things quite like that. So we're excited to have them join and and we're glad it can happen as early as next year. Again, since we know SMU is is moving on. So it took a little bit longer than we might have thought because Army, similar to Navy, has their own television package as an independent right now. And so to kind of mm-hmm. unwind that within reason and make it work so that that inventory can become part of the American package in the future was was just kind of the just some logistics we had to work out. But they're excited about it. And we are, too, so we're glad to welcome Army to the American.
1: That's incredible news. And a couple other logistical-type questions that you might not have the answer to just yet. Does does basically as far as the future schedules? I know we had it laid out, I think, in a cycle of four years for the conference. Does Army replace SMU on everybody's schedule whenever possible, or is it more in-depth and will take a You know time?
0: what? It, it'll be probably pretty close to what we unveil, but we do have a meeting this week that will uh, give our conference scheduler, um, Jamie Hickson's his name, Associate oh, yeah. Commissioner at the uh, American Athletic Conference, a little bit more Feedback. Uh, it's not quite as simple as just dropping Army in for SMU uh, because we had some parameters that went into the previous schedule about how many times you travel to the state of Texas and all kinds of different things. So we're going to get a little bit of feedback from all of uh, all the schools and allow him to go spend a week or two to be able to uh, identify uh, just how far out uh, we 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 lay out our, our conference uh, opponents. So there'll be a little bit of adjustment that we'll look forward to here in the weeks ahead, but. I don't think it'll be a drastic change, but there might be a few changes here and there that we'll we'll learn in due time. And just to
1: pay off the little line about, you know, playing football in December, Army and Navy always play, I believe, the second Saturday in December. So clear it up. If they end up being first and second in the conference, does that count as a championship game, or would they maybe play twice?
0: Yeah, that's that's a very unique thing and a great question that we talked a lot about. So to answer your question, the Army-Navy game will not be a, a conference game. That's obviously one that they, they 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 run on their own in a in a different manner and own those those rights. And it obviously is played after the conference championship weekend. So right. the way it's it is is Army Navy's kind of just played almost like a a non-conference game for them. In the event they would ever finish number one and number two to play in our conference championship game. They literally would then play Uh, the week prior on whatever, December 2nd, and then still play the quote-unquote Army-Navy game uh, the next week. So that would be a little quirky if that ever happens, but uh, uh, hopefully we have a say in in improving our program, and and hopefully that won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: again, football with four games to go, winning two gets you a bowl, and they'll start off that attempt against Memphis back at home against Temple the following week. Oh, man, we're going to be seeing the basketball team. It's been fun to uh, do some of the interviews that we've run on uh, Bulls Unlimited on my show Bulls Beat. I know that the guys are ready, and this is just an exhibition, but I think fans that are eager to see this new look Amir Abdurrahim-led team uh, might not realize they could see this, and it's for free, right, Thursday night?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've got an opportunity on Thursday night. Edward Waters College from up there in the Jacksonville area is coming down for an exhibition game, gives our guys a chance to play against someone other than themselves, which I'm sure they're eager to do, and, and a sneak peek for anyone interested to come and see our, our, our new uh, newly shaped Bulls with the new coaching staff led by Amir Abdurrahim. So really hope everyone will come out and take advantage of that, just to come out and – enjoy the angling center enjoy uh, a chance to to see us and uh, again free of charge you you are everyone is our guest on that night <laughs> to kind of sample the the new the new look bulls and there's a lot of new looks out there it's really the it's the facility I was over there for an open practice today that looks great the new concourse flooring we've talked about makes the place look new when you walk in brand new playing surface we've talked about on this podcast looks mm-hmm. fantastic uh just a lot of great things to make the fan experience and the player experience Truly second to none. So come on out and sample some Bulls hoops on Thursday night for the men.
1: And then Monday night, the regular season actually begins, and Jose Fernandez and the women will be at the Yingling Center Monday against Texas Arlington. Obviously, we'll hit on that on next week's podcast. One other bit of news from, and I know this is something you would have a little insight on, the world of college basketball. Decision made by the NIT board. and In the past, the NIT has gone with, if you're a regular season champ, that falters in your conference tournament you're guaranteed a spot in the nit but that's not necessarily the case could you explain what the decision was
0: yeah i think that that news that came out at the end of last week was was somewhat surprising to to many because it hadn't really been vetted amongst the the membership uh from an NCA standpoint and again it was not an NCA decision it was won by the nit board which certainly has some key members but it was surprising not to really go through basketball oversight committee surprising not to really work its way through even the NCAA Division I Council. So caught a lot of people off guard. And the main thing that was determined was that right now I think there's a cool uh, understanding that the, you know, with the 32 conferences that play D1 basketball, some of which are only one-bid leagues, you know, we in the American are usually a three or four-team kind of bid league, so it's not as impactful on us. But there was a nice understanding that if you won that regular season conference championship and let's say, the Patriot League, if you had that one bad shooting night in the conference tournament and didn't win the NCAA thing, that there would still be that nice uh, consolation prize, if you will, to go to the NIT. And and now that they've they've kind of waived that and elected to give a couple more guaranteed spots uh, to some of the, the quote-unquote Power Five conferences. So a little bit alarming to some on that trend. But again, when talking about it with Jose and Amir, yeah. you know, our goal and our focus is to get into the ncaa tournament uh obviously uh, we'd be grateful for the chance to come to the nit if we if it fell to that but uh they were understanding but still a little bit of a just just a little bit of an alarming in terms of the way it rolled out quite frankly Derek, what, what i hope from my, my my standpoint is i'm really more of an advocate of how do we use this opportunity to to advance the ability to maybe just expand the ncaa tournament as a whole which we've talked about before we oh, know yeah. so many of the sport championships are going to Expand to having 20% of the field being into that, and if that happened in the re- realm of D1 basketball, of which there's over 350 schools at play, it's. Uh, I know it sounds on the surface like having 90 teams or whatever in the NCAA tournament sounds like a lot, and it is, but when you still think it's still less than the, you know, 25 or 20% of the of the uh, of the field, I think that's kind of what I hope the the conversation switches to. So when that came out, the first thing I thought about, hey. Let's forget about the NIT and let's <laughs> let's start not only not only our focus about getting the NCAA, but let's just expand the field as a whole and not let uh, let teams be disincentivized or disenfranchised in that in that manner.
1: Oh, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, you know, I was reading the article on it because I'm a big bracketologist guy. I'm not an expert, but I, I really follow it, and I'm with you. I, I would prefer an expanded field, but all the power conferences you would think of. Not only the part that threw me off was okay, maybe I understand them wanting to get some teams with the bigger names basically the next two regardless of record meaning if you're you know, Ohio State last year was three games below 500 you get in there but also the top two teams from those power leagues would be guaranteed to host so uh, like you just said I think uh, disincentivizing is the is the right word and well, I guess it also incentivizes those regular season champs to have to win their conference tournaments that is a lot of pressure as we know and we hope that the Bulls are both in the postseason, no matter which way, this year. Now let's move on to soccer, and we hope Thursday night, along with some men's basketball at the Engling Center, that there is some women's soccer going on in Bradenton. I'm going to find out what this premier sports complex is all about. It's in Lakewood Ranch, and I'll be there broadcasting it on Bulls Unlimited. But before we get to the women's soccer actual conference tournament, what a night to wrap up the regular season for the women, a victory for Denise Shilty brown and a conference championship.
0: That really was a perfect way to, to end that we couldn't have hoped for more it was a beautiful night. Weather was great. A lot of soccer alums were back. Great record crowd. Uh, just a perfect night and to get a win uh, to to solidify the Eastern division championship and to uh, you know give us the best seating we could hope for under those circumstances to uh, move into the conference tournament with. So we're eager to get started uh, here this on Tuesday and keep marching forward and hope for a Chance to, to earn that NCAA tournament berth with a, with the championship on Sunday. So that's our goal. You can tell our ladies are focused, and let's uh, hope they uh, get the results that they are seeking.
1: If the Bulls make the finals, I wouldn't not watch the NCAA selection show, but of course, they can make it a moot point as far as winning the American Athletic Conference tournament. Got to win Tuesday first, semifinals are Thursday, and then the championship match in Brainton on Sunday afternoon oh and obviously women's soccer continues our streak of having a player of the week whether it's soccer or volleyball or football Peyton Felton who scored the game-winning goal the transfer from Memphis her first career goal got the winner in the FAU game was named the defensive player of the week in the conference Men's soccer is going to have senior night and wrap up its regular season and hopefully continue the season uh, on Wednesday. So it's going to be a huge week again ironically playing against Florida Atlantic.
0: Yeah, I hope the weather is just as beautiful as it was for senior night for the women and and again similar stakes at at, at play. We got to go ahead and and, uh, and win to make sure we can secure our spot in the in the conference tournament and end on a good night for our for our seniors. So Big big opportunity for folks to come out to Corbett Stadium on Wednesday and let's have just as big a crowd as we did uh, last night. I think we're currently leading the the league in attendance uh, in, in men's soccer and love to keep that uh, that that title as well as we cheer on our bulls to uh, advance to the uh, American Conference Championships.
1: They went to Memphis, an outstanding team, and lost two to one, but that was an even match. Memphis got a goal at the end, and that makes it. Four losses for the men, all by 2-1 to one scores, all against the top four teams in the league, and all teams that are probably going to the NCAA tournament. So if they can sneak in, and they wouldn't sneak. If they win on Wednesday, they'd get in. Uh, there's a way to tie and get some help. They would, I think, be a dangerous team in that conference tournament that loss though to Memphis means they can't host a conference tournament game. But Again, I think they could be very, very dangerous. So we talked about the, all the events that could be happening on Thursday. There's another one that's uh, off the fields and the courts. It's the sporting clays bulls blast. I know you're a big fan of that.
0: Yeah. Bulls blast has been uh, held for over 10 years now. It's really led by Randy and Lin- Linda Simmons and they are Simmons construction company. It's just done a, such a generous job. And basically it's a, uh, event Thursday uh, up in and we do it every year it's up at the uh, Tampa Bay Sporting Clays Complex up, uh, up north here and it's uh it's just a unique uh, way that so many different people help support this this program it typically raises over a hundred thousand dollars every year to come into our uh, scholarship funds and our programs based on Randy and Linda's uh, selection, and, and we're just grateful for it. So I just wanted to send along my thanks to them and for everyone that's participating in, in, in that Bulls Blast event. All of our coaches head up there to, to, to thank the, the various donors and participants, and it'll be another great day here coming up on Thursday
1: and when we're talking about the things that are coming up and what we witnessed this weekend uh didn't of course go up to Greenville North Carolina to watch the cross-country championships but I uh, did keep an eye on how the Bulls did eighth place for both the men and the women and, and steady improvement for those guys
0: no it really is when we have 14 different teams in, in 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 the league and and being able to move up the standings board is big it's the best finish we've ever had in those two sports for uh, uh for the in our time in the Americans so we're, we're we're excited to see that that uh uh, continue. Uh, Coach Jenkins and Coach Nicolosi have uh, worked hard and, and, and working well with our student-athletes, so it was it was good to see their, uh, a lot, our student-athletes were proud about that performance, and we, we know that's leading to uh, even brighter days ahead for our cross-country program.
1: We're we talking about the indoor track and field season <laughs> right away this, everything sort of comes together with basketball, with football still very much going strong, as we told you about soccer and volleyball. We'll be back at home next week, and we love talking to Michael Kelly, about it all here on Bull Speed Ahead. So, uh, you gonna be uh, staying busy? Any any big meetings you got going on this week outside of the stuff on the fields?
0: Always meetings about the stadium, which is really really cool. We yeah. were always doing working with our design firms and uh, with Populous, and and working moving moving things ahead. So, lots of good work being done. I think we're we're working hard to make sure we have a our next big update during our board of directors meeting that first week of December okay. uh, to give our our trustees and ultimately the public a a good uh, snapshot in terms of the path that we're heading. But uh, it's coming. It's coming well. And uh, when you think that you're building both an operations building for football and lacrosse and a stadium that'll be a centerpiece of this entire university, it's a great, great project to work on and exciting to make it a reality and look forward to the the upcoming updates.
1: Really looking forward to that uh, first week of December now that we get into all that stuff. Michael, thanks
0: as always. Thanks Derek and thanks to all our Bulls nation and it's a busy time of year, but it's really a fun time of year and uh, hope everyone will continue to support our student athletes. So go Bulls.